Hi guys, it's Jill, and welcome back to another episode of the Equine in Theory podcast. This week's episode is going to be a little different and kind of off topic, but I get asked so often about my education and where I'm going and what I'm doing, so I decided to make an episode that's all about me, so (laughs) how to narcissism on your own podcast. But I get asked a lot, so I thought I would go ahead and answer some questions, so let's just jump into this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Alrighty guys, let's jump into this. Narcissism. (laughs) Um, Not really, but I did want to talk about some of the steps that I've taken towards maybe potentially having a career in horses. I don't know. There are many, many different routes to take, and a lot of people go the equine science route, the going to a traditional college that teaches you about horsey things and whatnot, Um, but mine didn't start out that way. (laughs) Um, So, to bring it back a little bit, let's have the flashback, flashback sounds. Um, so back in high school, I wanted to go into, you know, being a horse trainer, obviously. And then I grew up and I was like, I don't think I really want to do that for my career. I was like, I think it'll take the fun out of it. And I don't know. I just don't want to do it professionally. I talked to a lot of horse trainers that were like, do not do this. And I was like, okay. Um, so then I, um, sort of really got interested into, like, criminology, I guess, and, um, just watching a lot of shows, and, um, my dad was a police officer for over 30 years, so it was just something I'd kind of been exposed to and was really interested in. I did a lot of reading, and I looked at everything I needed to do, um, to become a police officer. And then I was like, hmm, maybe not. I think I still want to work with horses. And I was like, okay, I'll be a chiropractor. And I was like, no, I think I'll be a detective. And, um, and by chiropractor, I mean horse chiropractor. And then I was like, no, I'll be a detective, uh, and homicide. Cause that sounds fun. And then, um, I was like, no, still have to do something with horses. I just don't know what. And I was like, maybe I could be a vet or a surgeon or something. And then I was like, that's an awful lot of math and science, and that is not my forte. (laughs) And uh, then I was like, no, I want to go into the FBI. And I committed to the FBI for, like, years. I was like, this is really what I want to do. That's what I told everybody I was going to do. I wanted to work in their behavioral analysis unit. Sounding familiar? (laughs) Um, But I have recently decided, since this big shift happened in my life recently, I'm not sure if you're aware, but... um, Last year, uh, almost around this time, um, Zoe, my mare, colicked, and when she colicked, um, 
we had to have surgery done on her and we had to give her lots of time off and then she got kicked and couldn't be worked or couldn't hardly walk and it was a whole thing but during all of that time is when I started exploring positive reinforcement and I realized for a lot of you that might sound redundant I know I've said it a million times but I still get asked so just for clarity's sake everybody on the same page um, that's when I started doing positive reinforcement work with her and um, I really got into it started reading books articles listening to podcasts like just all in constantly and um, so then I realized I really really have a passion for that and it was the perfect like middle ground between wanting to do something in behavioral analysis for humans and still wanting to work with horses and so I was already in college to get my degree in psychology and everyone and their grandmother told me not to get a degree in psychology because it's worthless and I was like thanks appreciate that but I'm not interested in anything else so um I started my degree in psychology I think about a year or two before no it was a year a year before I started working with positive reinforcement with Zoe. So I just got lucky that that lined up um, because a lot of talking about psychology is talking about learning theory and how people and other creatures learn. And the idea behind learning theory is that they all learn the same way, or behaviorist learning theory anyway. Um, And that's through consequences, be it classical conditioning or operant conditioning. So... Um, I got really, really into that and was just like constantly reading about it, listening to podcasts about it, just doing everything I could um, to learn more and then to go practice it. And I have never had more fun with horses than I have using positive reinforcement. Like, I always thought that I would be that person that was like, if I can't ride, then I, I, I don't know what I would do. Like, I just, I have to ride, like, doing stuff on the ground is fun and all, but I hate lunging, and that's all there is to do, <laughs> and, um, because I didn't know how to do it any differently, and now that I do, I'm like, oh my god, this is actually so much fun, like, it makes me problem solve, I have to think, and, like, how can I communicate this to the horse in a way where they will be successful, and they'll understand what I'm asking, and then we have something brilliant, like hip targeting, or smiling, or, like, following a target, like, so many things you can teach them, uh, through that. And, um, it's just, it made a lot more sense and it was a lot more fun for me. And for the first time ever in my life, I've started to feel more and more like a trainer. Um, I wouldn't like, uh, of course there's the, every time you're with your horse, you're training them. But, um, I don't know that I'm confident enough to take on the full title of trainer, but, um, like before when I was just, cause I mean, I trained, quote-unquote several horses but you know I was under the advisement of my instructor clinicians and stuff and so um, everyone was just kind of telling me how to train these horses but I never really felt like I had a good handle on how to problem-solve behavioral issues like I mean obviously I knew like inside leg outside rein you know how to teach leg yields and how to teach canter transitions and all that stuff it's just like I don't know. I just felt kind of like a one-trick pony almost. Like, I don't know. I don't want to make myself sound really dumb, (laughs) but I knew how to train horses, so to speak. But, you know, when I ran into an issue, like I had, I worked with one mare who just was so not happy in the training and she would just like rear and buck and do these wild spin moves and stuff. And, you know, I just did what everyone told me to do and what I, you know, thought that 
like was the only solution was to kick her on and show her that she can't get out of work by doing that. And, um, you know, we checked saddle fit and all that, but we're like, you're fine. Like you're just being obstinate. She's naughty or whatever. And like that, I feel like is a common mentality among trainers and not to throw everybody under the bus. I know there are lots of brilliant trainers out there. It's just, um, I just, I feel like that's very common. Like, oh, she's being cheeky or she's being naughty. Um, and it just is not helpful to the training. And while we did look for problem solving, um, in, you know, physical things like saddle fit or bridle or changing the bit or whatever, um, or dentistry or chiropractic, while we did still do those things, we never considered changing the training we just kept doing the same thing, and I don't know if everyone's familiar with the definition of insanity, but if you do what you've always done and expect something different, you, uh, that's the definition of insanity, so, um, I don't know. So, I, I appreciate the approach or the insight, I guess, that positive reinforcement has given me, even for writing with negative reinforcement, just thinking about how to ask a question differently, and so, I mean... I'm tangenting really hard right now, but like with working with Zoe, um, and the hip targeting, that was last week's episode, I believe. Um, I tried so many different things before I realized what was going to make sense to her. And it's not this, oh, you're stupid horse or, oh, you're not cooperating. It's like, no, I'm, I'm genuinely not communicating clearly enough and I need to figure out a way to make this clearer for her and how to make my learner successful. And, um, I just love that perspective shift that it had for me. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's, I'm tangenting because this is how much I really enjoy what positive reinforcement has given me and what it's done for my horses. And this is what I want to do. And upon realizing that, um, you know, I came into contact with several other trainers who have their own businesses doing positive reinforcement and rehabbing horses and working with them. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And then, um, so, uh, to talk about my, um, education a little bit, I, you know, went to a traditional public high school and then, um, through that, my last two years, my junior and senior year, I took concurrent credit courses. So that means that I took courses through um, UALR, the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. I think I took Comp 1 and Comp 2 and World Lit and then AP Government and AP Studio Art in high school. And all of those classes um, transferred to three hours each of college credit. And um, you, for Henderson, the college that I currently go to, you have to have 120 hours to graduate. So I already had those hours, and um, so they were like three hours each. So what did I say? That was four? No? Yeah. No, five classes. So that was, what's five times three? Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen hours there. And um, so that was one semester already. And then when I went to UALR, I, um, you know, I did, I think I did two semesters there, and I took two summer courses, and um then I moved to Henderson, and then I did the fall semester there, spring semester there, and now I'm currently in a summer class, and then next semester I'm taking 18 hours, so um, to, to make this simple for people who maybe are not familiar with how college works, um, 
each class is worth three hours and generally you take 15 hours a semester. So in the course of taking summer classes and then taking 18 hours next semester, that'll be a semester in and of itself. So, um, and then since I got those credits from high school, that was a whole year that I knocked out. So I'm graduating with my bachelor's um, in three years instead of four or five, which is really awesome. And I'm really happy that I can do that because, oh my God, I'm so ready to be out of school. But um, I don't know. It's been, it's been a fun experience. I like my college and it's not the most prestigious or particularly difficult college in the world. Um, but I, I currently have a 4.0 GPA which is perfect. <laughs> so I'm like really trying to hang on to that because last semester I almost lost it because one of the courses I took was mad hard. And um, so I'm trying to hang on to that with every last fiber of my being. And um, so yeah, that's, that's that. And I'm going to take 18 hours this fall and then 15 more um, in the spring, actually I think it's 16 because I have like one left over because I've taken two lab classes, which are only one hour, but th this is a whole tangent. But my point is I'm getting my bachelor's in psychology and I already have my associates, which nobody really cares about in associates. I don't think, I don't have met anyone that's like, yes, I have my associates. <laughs> um, but not knocking it. I feel pretty good to like have a little degree already. Um, but so yeah, in spring 2020, I'll be getting my uh, bachelor's degree, bachelor's of arts in psychology with a minor in Spanish. And the reason I did a Spanish minor was because in order to get the bachelor's of arts, you had to take like four Spanish courses. And if I just took two more then I'd have a minor. So I was like, eh, that works for me. And, um, then I also wanted to do that for the FBI, but since I'm not really pursuing that anymore, it's not, it's less important to me now that I like know how to speak Spanish fluently. Um, but anyway, um, now I just went these past few days and this is what like really sparked me to want to talk about this. Um, the past few days I went with a friend of mine that I met through one of my classes. Um, cause we hung out for like the first time, um, a few weeks ago and I was talking about that I wanted to move out of state to go to a college in Texas. And she was like, for what? And then we just start talking about it. And then we, long story short, we both ended up taking a trip down there a few days ago and stayed in a little Airbnb and went on a tour and looked at apartments and horse farms and stuff like that. Um, so the college that I'm looking at right now is the University of North Texas in Denton. And I'm looking at their behavioral analysis program. So I would get my master's in behavioral analysis, which also works for the FBI path. Um, but I decided I wanted to do this um, for horses. And I would love to be an entrepreneur and be able to have my own business training and working with horses using positive reinforcement um, or perhaps dogs or whatever I need to do. Um, in order to be successful, but I would love to just work with animals using positive reinforcement and um, just make that my career. That's really what I want to do, and I know I've got <laughs> light years of experience needed, um, but I feel like I'm really on the right track, and over the next year, I'll know so much more than I do now, and then being in a graduate program, which Masters usually take two years, but my mother keeps insisting that it will only take me one year because it took her one year to get hers for teaching. So I don't know. 
Um, but I'm really interested to do it. And um, I really, I fell in love with the program um, because I listened to um, the Equiosity podcast occasionally, which is Alexander Curlin's podcast. And she's had um, a professor by the name of Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz on her podcast. And I like his projects and what he does. And he works a lot with animals and using um, operant conditioning and does research projects like that. And I am so interested in that. I really want to do it. So um, I'm going to apply there for next fall and um, see if I can get into there and then move to Texas potentially and then hopefully be able to start my little career, you know. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's sort of where I'm at. I always get asked like, what I'm doing, how am I making this a career, and stuff like that, and to be quite honest with you, I have no idea. Adulting is so hard. I'm so mad that I was taught nothing about taxes or anything like that. I've got to sit down and watch some, like, accounting YouTube videos so that I learn how to manage my money and how things work, um, but yeah, so thank you, parentals, for supporting me. appreciate that because none of this would be possible without them, um, but I'm hopefully going to be able to, like, move down there and get a job and be able to keep um, Zoe down there at a low-key barn and just, like, you know, continue work with her and then work on my master's, have a job, and do that sort of thing and just really focus on me the next couple of years and getting my um, my situation sorted. And I think that, I I mean, I think that pretty much covers it. I just always am asked what I'm studying, what I'm going into career-wise, and honestly, I don't really know. But as far as an official job title, um, we're looking at equine behavioral consultant. There are several um, programs and organizations that you can um, go through to get certified as one, but essentially, you know, it's sort of what, I don't know, Jackson Galaxy does for cats, and... um, there are a few or uh, canine behavioral consultants. I believe Zach George is one um, for positive reinforcement for dogs. Um, and you just consult on behavior and you help solve issues that people are having with their horses um, using the science approach. So um, we try to use the most humane option. Uh, the IAABC uses the um, Lima approach, the least intrusive, minimally aversive um, philosophy. So, um, yeah, I, that's, that's what I want to do. I'm going to get my education and, uh, my master's and then go through that program process to become a certified behavioral consultant for ponies. So that is the plan. Um, I mean, the being an entrepreneur might not work out. (laughs) I would love for it to, and I'm going to do everything in my power to hopefully make that happen. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That's just, that is the path that I'm on. And I wanted to share that with you guys since it seems to be a topic of interest. Um, And I think this has probably been the shortest episode ever, but I feel like I have talked for a century about this. And I hope it was somewhat enlightening or inspiring. Um, And if you are younger and aren't really familiar with college, that it helped helped you understand what it's like. It's so much easier than high school, in my opinion. Oh my god, high school is so hard. (laughs) Um, But uh, I really enjoy being in college outside of the stressed all the time, never get any sleep situation. Um, But yeah, that is 
that is that. And uh, yeah, I also want to let you guys know that if you use the Anchor app to listen to this podcast, you can actually submit a voice message to me. And if you submit a question or a topic that you want me to talk about, um, I might just do it. So um, head over to the Anchor app and or I don't know if you can do it online, but I think I know you can do it on the app. Um, there's also a support page if you want to support the podcast out of your pocket beyond just listening to the ads that pop up occasionally throughout the podcast. Um, you're more than welcome to donate because your girl is broke and funding a master's program should be fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just want to let you guys in on all of that. Um, in the meantime, you can follow me on jetequitheory.com or any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all jetequitheory. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a positive review and tune in for the next episode next week. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, goodbye, guys.